0: Hm. Huh. That's sexist. Welcome back everyone. This is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 62. Nope. 61. There it is. There it is. And uh, we want to welcome you around the table here. Today we are going to be talking about why are you the way that you are, in the words of Michael Scott to Toby <laughs> Flenderson, Why are you the way that you are? And uh, that is the topic of our podcast today. We hope that you join us. Um, please go visit us on Facebook. Um, uh, we do Facebook Live every week, so if you want to... See it happen live. Um, We're out there. Um, You can find our hub at lunchtimeinrome.com where you can go and download previous podcasts, see all the show notes, get all the resources that we have available. Uh, We do have our um, emotional needs questionnaire, which you can go fill out and see kind of where you are on the um, emotional needs spectrum. What are you high in? What are you low in? Um, And so that's kind of what we have. Jay, would you tell us why
1: we do this? I will. Because no matter who you are, where you are, or how you're raised, what quality of life you have, you experience feeling alone at some point in time or the other. And the only way to alleviate that is through relationship. And Romans twelve fifteen 15, the Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Hence, lunchtime in Rome. Um, And if we were in lunch, having lunch in Rome, we'd be hanging out, talking about life, rejoicing and mourning. And that is how you keep someone from feeling alone, not fixing them, not criticizing them, not telling them how great your story is, but joining their story and uh, letting them realize they're not alone. So that is what we do here in the first 20 minutes is model that. The next 20 minutes, we give you a tip on how to do that. In the last part of the podcast, we try to apply something in pop culture or the news and maybe, maybe apply it to emotional needs um, or we just make fun of them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Usually it's making fun. <laughs> it's at least making fun. Mm-hmm. And I think this time we might have a... We got a couple good ones. Yeah.
0: We, we do a sometimes bit... What's well, down your pants? And I think maybe that's one
1: of them. This spoiler time. alert. Sorry. Little giveaway. It's a little, no, it's, it's a little, a little, little nugget. Little what nugget. could be down somebody's pants? That's the spoiler. That's it's a tease. A little nugget. It's a tease. A little nugget? It's Ooh, a little yeah, nugget. <laughs> if well, you're
2: watching live on I Facebook. I hope you don't
1: have a nugget on your
2: pants. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're live on Facebook, you can try to guess. Um, so play along. Uh, try, try to guess what? What's oh, going to be, the, what's what's down, gonna be down somebody's pants oh, okay. later on in the show? Not one of us. We're not down somebody's pants. Wow. We are off the rails already. Um, so what did you guys do this week? Oh, me. Um, <laughs> well, let me talk about what I just ate. Mm-hmm. Jay brought over some zucchini boats with some ricotta, mozzarella, cheese, little parmesan. Uh, Romano on top. Romano. Imported, of course. And uh, some sausage, Sean. homemade sausage. Sausage?
1: No, not homemade. Uh, oh, gosh, homemade? No. no. But you do make sausage. I do make sausage. Yeah. And some tomato sauce. I did not sauce. make that sausage. I, it made was, the, I made the tomato sauce.
2: It was so good because- um, No carbs. No carbs. And I've been looking for that Like We ta- talked about it last Italian week. It's a Bob Plischkowski recipe yeah. that I kind of tweaked. Yeah. It was very good. And I can't wait to make it. It'll be a staple. Um, on if the, you
1: got that Italian, like when you're going no carbs, there's not a lot of Italian you can do. Right. And so this is a real nice- Simple way gives to you have the
2: taste, gives you that you get cheese the, and the ricotte. Yeah, you get the oh, cheese and, and sauce, cheese. the creamy ricotte. So good, and I'm not even Zuc- like I'm not even huge on zucchini, but like eh. zucchini doesn't really taste like anything. It just kind of starts tasting like whatever else it's touching. Yeah, you know, um, so it was good. I liked it. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised you ate that because we've talked about zucchini before. And but if it's like everybody. that, I'll eat it. I just don't like it alone, mm-hmm. you know. Or if it's like
0: I don't know if it likes to be alone. <laughs> oh no, fried zucchini's fine. I do like, well, fried but then zucchini. it's fried,
2: and then oh,
1: like so it's not you know, alone. Yeah. It's got bread, and it's <laughs> yeah. got oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, who uh, eats zucchini as zucchini?
2: Like exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. But like, if you had it like in a, um, a medley, a yeah, shake, like thing. <laughs> a milkshake. No, <laughs> just like in like a mixed vegetable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add anything at all. Like, just it spreads out. But that's it, it, nutrients. It's healthy for you. Yeah, but put some else. There's, put some <laughs> else that tastes better. Like you know, like it's just not my bag. Yeah. Um, but that was very good. It was. Good. Um. And then I actually just did a 24-hour fast. Um, I've been thinking about doing that twice a week. I mean, I joined a uh, – I can't remember if I talked about – Completely
0: food no food at all? No food at all, just like mm. water. And you want to do that twice a week? Not even juices. Yeah.
2: Uh, no. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, just water. Why Why did you do – was it more for health or was it more for spirituality or both? People, uh, it could people, probably people. be both. Um Finances. But (laughs) everything.
2: (laughs) Um, No, but I joined uh, one of my friends, Adam um, Ganong, started a Facebook group um, to, at the beginning of the year, it was like a Kickstarter of like, you know, New Year's resolution kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. um, it's more about accountability. And like, I haven't really done accountability at that scale. So I thought, hey, I'll join up. And, you know, somebody else was like, hey, does anybody want to do a 24-hour fast? And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's do Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I just thought, you know, for me, it'd be just a good discipline. And I've been reading uh, about intermittent fast fasting, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I've been thinking about doing it twice a week um, and then staying low carb. Twice a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. But Tuesdays you, and Wednesdays. You know, I just kept myself super busy. Like, I just kept on drinking water and just keeping mm-hmm. super busy. And like I actually, I felt much more focused today.
0: Did you? Yeah. Um, when did, with, with, did you fast today or was it yesterday or... Or just... I fasted today. You did fast I broke today. it You're- at six
2: o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, and I didn't even like break it hard. Mm-hmm. Like I just, you know, I had, I did some sous vide chicken, uh, made some cauliflower, little cauliflower cheese thing and some uh, sweet
1: potato medallions mm-hmm. and they're pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, I encourage the crap out of that. That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> I encourage happens.
2: my crap every day. Well, this is all going to
1: come around. <laughs> crap out, right. This is all going to well, come around because we, we talked about my story. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but um, no, that's, and I love the idea of intermittent fasting. Like if I cared more, I would try it. Yeah. Because you just, I mean, <laughs> well, like you just go from like 11, you know, you eat from like 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. or something like that. And for me, I could probably even push it to. There's different, there's different like 7, combinations, like somewhere in there, six hours, you can do like a six hour window basically is when you eat.
2: Right, like you could you could do like that every day, where it's based on the hour. Or I'm thinking like of doing like this, a daily thing, which would be like five and two. It's always like a ratio that adds up to the the week. So like mine would be five and two. You're what do you ta- mean five and two? So five days eating, two days fasting, and then you're talking about doing daily intermittent. A daily fasting. intermittent, which would be like eighteen. You're and talking six. about
1: intermittently fasting, right? Versus intermittent. I faster. like to fast from sure. like eleven or twelve at night, night to uh, like five, six, <laughs> six in the morning. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a good time right. to fast. And there's yeah. this thing called break fast where you break your fast. Oh snap! Mm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's really interesting that you're doing. And I love that. that
2: you've done it and it's going well. Yeah, Like you're it, not. Well, like, I mean, today was day one, so. <laughs> I was, I was, oh, okay. This is the first time well, I did start it. But it, made it, it I, I made it and, it, mm, and you know what? it focused. felt It felt very doable mm-hmm. So I'm challenging myself to add a day And then keep consistent with it for a while
1: When I've talked before about on the Adam Carolla podcast How they talk about how we've lost touch with ordinary misery Yeah, you've been on the Adam Carolla podcast talking about this Yeah, me, Dr. Drew <laughs> Well, it's actually the Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew podcast <laughs> oh, I mean, they're not aware that I'm, I'm on Dude, what I tell you, Kelly's, Kelly's listening We were just talking about you, Kelly Big fan, congratulations on your job Hi, Heather. The point of the story is um, we need some uh, ordinary misery in life that our lives have gotten too comfortable. And I don't mean our, our, I mean, our, everybody in the United States. Yes. I, I know what you're talking about. And so what you're doing is coming to grips with, Hey, you know what? If, if, if once a week, twice a week, I can make myself have to grind a little bit. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's why in the, the podcast, Adam Carolla takes, uh, he goes into his, pool. you still have to hunt and gather to get your food. Mm-hmm. Well, back in well, that's another thing, right? But eagle. I'm talking about the ordinary misery. Okay. He goes into his pool. Like even now in January in, in Los Angeles, he goes, they even get like a thin layer of ice. And he first thing in the morning, he takes a cold dip in the pool. Mm-hmm. And his point is, Hey, this is the worst thing that's going to happen to me all day. Mm-hmm. And I, and I can get through this, you know, and Dr. Drew takes cold showers and I listen to them talk about it. Yeah I don't do any of it I'm perfectly fine you, with You're like That sounds miserable enough I've had enough misery in my life That I can <laughs> tap back into that And, and remember things that yeah. haven't always been as great as they are Yeah But yeah your point also The way the human body was made That you know It wasn't like the uh, The cavemen Were having eight small meals a day To keep your metabolism up Right and, You know And it was all plant based You know You were like surviving so the, the They didn't probably
0: they contemplate You know I think I'm gonna fast today It right. was more like I didn't catch anything Yeah <laughs> I'm not eating. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like
2: now you can just go to on Grubhub and get Wendy's delivered to your door. Like there's like, you don't have to to get up off your couch. Mm -hmm. Like it's just there.
1: And the whole Grubhub thing is just a whole new generation like of. Of like, like Joe, Joe went to games club and we're like, wait, did you, you guys get any dinner? And he's like, well, we'll probably, you know, Doordash something. And, and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Like, you know, like the teacher doesn't have to organize that the kids do and they Venmo each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, the one kid's Venmo has something really inappropriate. And Rachel, of course, checks Joe's Venmo. So then Rachel knows how inappropriate one of his friends is and, and all that kind of fun stuff. But, um, I was at, I was down in Oakland. I had lunch, uh, with Christina Mara this week. Um, somebody from our church, which is really exciting because she's an elder and she's 20 years old in Mm -hmm. our church. And so we were sort of talking about, you know, how can God use her and what can we do? And it was funny because at one point I was like, wait a minute, you weren't in church on Sunday because she wasn't Mm -hmm. because she was in Columbus and her mom was up in New York with her ladies weekend. And I was like, how about rock? She's like, I know what a big boy coming to church all by himself.
0: Yeah. He, definitely was there.
1: he is an unbelievably successful businessman who travels the world. And yet we're all sitting here going, what a big boy he was. <laughs> and she said that she she asked him if, you know, Holly was there with Penelope and Jack's and he was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They weren't there, <laughs> but that would be behind him. So he'd have to turn around. Point of the story is as I was having lunch at hello fresh and by hello fresh, I mean, hello, hello bistro. bistro I'm waiting for her to show up. And this dude walks in and he is wearing the gnarliest sweats you've ever seen. Mm. He's wearing like a uncle Sam America mm. hat, but it's like big. Mm-hmm. He's got a stained t-shirt and he has a, uh, wasn't Uber eats Grubhub. It was probably GrubHub. uh, thermos that he carried in there and so that was his deal As he's a grubhub delivery guy Mm. down in oakland and i just thought that's how you're getting your food i mean bless his heart right bless his heart he's on the grind and he's getting it done Mm -hmm. i would maybe shower (laughs) i maybe wear clean clothes but that's just (laughs) me yeah you know it's it's what it is and i just thought man that is our world today like what happens to that food between hello bistro in your house you don't know. I mean, you, you don't know when you go into a restaurant. That's always scary. You, you know, you want to send it back and just have a little refining, and you don't know what's happening to it. Mm-hmm. You don't know when you know Charlie. We, yeah. Charlie down there at Hello Bistro when he's delivering his stuff.
2: We only did Grubhub. We, we've done Grubhub, I've never m- maybe like twice. I've never hubbed a Grub. It was when like Maggie, like Maggie was first born, and we were just like, oh, it's just She call me. I'd have
1: food over. Okay, point story. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then. Uh, and I had, a, I had a fine salad It was fine It was a lime vinaigrette I thought it was a little bit much uh, A little limey um, I'm walking back with my food And it was funny It was like guy in sweatpant day Because he was wearing like <laughs> a collared shirt Like he looked normal enough And then I looked down And he's got these stained sweatpants. Two maybe, pair of Swain, Swain sweat pants
0: Maybe he works from home And just is only seen on the camera From okay, the waist up Okay guess off. what What
1: I still wouldn't look like he looked It, it doesn't matter Like Sweatpants shouldn't be stained. He should match. Yeah. And I walked by, I don't know if this is a swear word or not, but he was just like, Holy crap, son of a and he said both. Uh-huh. And and got up. And I'm like, what happened in your lunch, bro? <laughs> like, yeah. like we forgot a fork? It's okay. You don't need to swear. You don't need to scream. Collared S- shirt with sweatpants is not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. I don't it's just see how you not. Get there. But anyhow, um, my update, other than that. I did not do any intermittent fasting. Um, I'm continually frustrated with uh, my immune system. I want to find like a good, like we talked about last week with my dermatologist and everything else. You know, this week, yesterday, I noticed I had like a little red mark underneath my like eyelid. Like if I was a woman or a man who likes to wear eyeliner, it would be on the bottom, you know, where the eyeliner is. Got it. And you can just sort of even see it like right I can now. see like, right that's now. just a little oh, bit yeah. red, a little irritated. And so yesterday I'm like, well, it's either going to be better or worse tomorrow. And then I woke up this morning and I'm like, oh, same. <laughs> and I was talking to Jan, 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 Jan. And she's like, well, are you going to go to the doctor? And I'm like, and say what? Like my, my eye is almost infected. Like I, <laughs> I kind of maybe have a sty tomorrow, you know, and then me being me and my body being my body. It got all red on the other side the other eye in the corner so now you're dying bit. your eyes are dying no it's not even that it's just like oh, oh is that because that's kind of where you go sometimes i do right? go there you oh yeah i'm right always dying or something i'll sure. be blind by
2: tomorrow
1: <laughs> right but it's it's just one of those things where it's like and then it's gone like right now it's fine mm-hmm. not really i mean i can tell it's there mm-hmm. so is it better is it worse i don't know is it my immune system or do i have a sty? i don't know because i can't go to any doctor who actually has a clue what a rogue
0: immune system does mm. right because wow. You went to a doctor that's supposed to know what's happening on your skin, and he didn't know what's happening in the entire never body. Of right. <laughs> never heard of it.
1: Remember, never heard of it. I'm never.
0: But then bad. Google
1: did, right? And his hair was—you know what? He may as well have just been wearing sweatpants. He might as well. <laughs> he may. And a as well. giant Uncle Sam hat. You said giant Uncle Sam hat, and I heard vaginal. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you didn't. Vaginical has Sam's hat. What's going on in your head? Well, there's protests. Anyhow, <laughs> that's my update. That's a good one. Uh,
0: my update also revolves around somewhat fasting, if you want to call um, Miralax, like half a jug of Miralax and laxatives, a fast. Because um, I did that on Monday. Why was that, Brian? Because I had a colonoscopy on Tuesday, and Ooh, so to prepare for that,
1: I could have done that for you. You just <laughs> <laughs> what the colonoscopy? The watcher that back alley colonoscopy. Oh, oh man. I was tempted, but oh. I thought you meant like a back alley. Oh yeah, what well, double ooh, meaning? Ooh. Um, <laughs> wow. So
0: yes, colonoscopy on Tuesday, to, and to prepare for colonoscopy, for anybody that doesn't know, you have to clean yourself out, like Brett. all of your intestines. Yep. Well, not like yourself. Cleaned. Like, you know, Ritter, got, like a, not like a
1: bottle scrubber. Well, you don't clean yourself out. <laughs> that's there's what you there's said. no. You <laughs> clean yourself out by putting things you down things. your throat.
0: <laughs> you, dr- you drink things down, and they go down your throat into your digestive tract and push all of the other things out. And why are you doing this? Um, because for those who maybe just started listening, yeah, tonight, cup, cause we couple have some new ago, listeners,
1: Richie, Marsha, oh, what's,
0: what's up? A couple months ago, Richie, I was here in from Los Angeles and my colon blew out. Yeah. That's literally cool. just had a perforation in my colon. I was in the hospital for a couple of days. Um, ended up, you know, healing up really quickly and walking out, which is to me, miraculous. And, uh, but, in the wake of that, we had to figure out what happened to me, what was going on. i would happening. like to take yeah, a look at I'd it. I'd like to see the inside. Well, the doctor saw the <laughs> Who inside. Doesn't? It. Um, I'd like to see the pictures. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, um, but, it, but in order to prepare for that, you've got to clean your, it's got to be cleaned out and you are just, you know, in the bathroom all day. And so, um, and you're allowed to have like you're allowed to have all like a liquid diet. So you can still have like but don't they
1: give you like stuff to drink? Like a lot well, of
0: it. Well, you gotta go to the like I went to C V S and bought this giant jug of of you know, laxative and they're like, just mix it up with like it'll 30, be fine. Thirty two ounces of Gatorade and drink one drink this thirty two ounces of Gatorade with this stuff in, in in an hour. And then like for the next three hours you're like you sit down and you're like, All right, gotta go to the bathroom again and let's just say it's an explosive time. And um <laughs> So, and then the, you know, the, uh, the actual procedure itself wasn't bad. You know, they put me out and, uh, I woke Wind. up. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they, uh, they, don't they give you a mirror just to <laughs> yeah, I, I, I so do. get there. Look, 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 when you're going to do that, you just let it happen. You just let them do what they're going to do. I woke up and I, didn't, I told somebody I didn't feel violated, you know, so that was kind of good. Um, cause I really have never had things go that way. And so, uh, anyways, it it was a, it, that was my week. So I don't want to say really about anything I ate. <laughs> this week. week. It took a week. That was my week. I was out. It'll for make a, you. <laughs> week I you was day. out for an entire week. There's a lot of
1: intestines inside you. Yeah. So over 20 feet. My of them. dad once had his. He had a colonoscopy and endoscopy. Oh, I've had an endoscopy. What is that? That's when they go this way. Yeah. Oh, and I said so. The doctors up there just going. <laughs> they met in the middle, <laughs> and there it is. You don't want to. We don't want to get them confused going back and forth between the two. Let me tell you that so That'll that'll leave a bad taste in your butt. Oh my god, a bad taste in your butt. Wow. So, I'm um, and so any results?
0: Um, yeah, like it, pretty much clean bill of health. There's a little bit of the diverticulitis. Yeah. Um, so I just. So, I have to have a supplement for fiber, right? Sure. So I got my um, I got my thirty-two ounce water jug today, or my my Contigo container, and um, I I was like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna hammer it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thirty-two ounces and my three, uh, spoonfuls of um, not Miralax. What's the other one? Metamucil or you know whatever the supplement is. Okay. Dude, it turned into like jelly. I'm like drinking, and I was like, I I couldn't, couldn't get, get it through it the straw. I'm not gonna do that again. It was it was not pleasant. It yeah. wasn't good. Um, so I got to figure out a system for that because I got to get it in. You know. Yeah. So wow. Now you're just fishing for a drop. <laughs> do we got drop? Drop City. Drops. I'm
1: familiar with the show. Drops all over the place. <laughs> drop this week. City hey, today. The only thing we like better. Than a bunch of drops and inappropriate statements that, if you take out of context, become hilarious. Yeah, is feedback from listeners. Boom, it's the best, and I don't mean listeners. It is the best. I mean other people at the table because we basically say, "Pull a chair up to the table." When we share in our life, we want to share in your life as well. And what we do not hear enough about, we've got some people on Facebook right now listening. Thank you, Heather, for enjoying my bottle scrubber line, and Andrew Slug and Hop, of course, talking about banana hands. Oh. Oh man. man, Banana Hands is a classic story. It's one of the best stories ever. Um, that being the case, we do want more people to share your lives with us. Uh, you know, Drew, if you want us, I would love for I would love to tell the Banana Hands story sometime. We maybe even have Drew on because the Banana Hands story could be an episode in and of itself. Uh, so many ways to feel alone mm-hmm. when you're in a German hospital
0: mm-hmm. and
1: nobody speaks English and then a giant comes in to uh, check you out. So we want to share with you. Um, we want to share the table, in your life. Yes, we want you to share at the, share table. the table. And we do have a listener who asked us a question. So Brian, would you want to go ahead? Yeah, I will read the uh, question. And read that question from a listener. A listener, a, not a listener. Somebody at the table. I corrected myself our, already.
0: Our, our, a valued, valued, such a valued friend they pull sitting their at the their table. Chair up every week. Love this person. Uh is there some sort wait should I start from question for tonight's I start at the beginning. Yep. Question for tonight's podcast, how do we keep hurts from going into that permanent storage where they begin to form who you are? It's a great question. Is there some sort of process or approach to deal with hurts in some waiting room and address them before they have a permanent impact? I relate this to that Pixar movie inside out great where movie. some memories and experiences go into her core memory and they affect who she is as she grows up for better or worse. How do we keep hurts from becoming those permanent core memories? You can't
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Well, we appreciate oh, right. Input. So, right. No, I think the key, the key is to avoid it being, um, unhealed uh to allow the hurt to to dig in like she said and become a part of your core right is you want to address hurts as soon as possible first things first the only way you get rid of hurts are through comfort it's a shared experience it is attaching comfort to grief so your boss your boss let's just use a hypothetical example let's say uh billy Billy has a boss who never sleeps and he is a maniac and he is verbally abusive and he puts all his expectations on you, no matter on Billy all the time. And he beats up Billy emotionally. Hopefully Billy, when he gets beaten up by his boss, can come home and call his friend and say, man, or his spouse or whoever, this, this somebody who they can trust and say, man, it happened again today. Rather than it happens today, it happens tomorrow, it happens the next day. And over a period of time, Billy has this ridiculous boss who has now made Billy feel small mm-hmm. and his core has changed mm-hmm. and he has a lot of hurts that have have gone from that. But if Billy had that, because to it's, talk to, it's like
0: just hammering down more and more deeper and deeper down
1: unless you unless you start to address them, like as they happen. Right. Right. You with anything. I mean, think of emotional pain. Like a physical pain, you know, oh, it's just a paper cut. Well, it's just another paper cut. Well, it's just another paper. Mm-hmm. We have to address those wounds. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody comes up and you experience trauma or tragedy all in one moment. Mm-hmm. And so the the equivalent would be a stab wound or a gunshot wound. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? You have to address that wound. Well, the, the band aid, the stitches for the emotional world is having somebody who is a trusted loved one join you in your emotions. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. So that's that's I, I think
0: preventing things from happening right now becoming core. But what about the core memories that you know are in there, or the core hurts that are, you know are in there now that you haven't addressed? You know, and, and maybe now you're just coming around to the point where, hey, I realize I need to address these, but they're
1: so far embedded in me. You know, how do you how do you deal with those? Well, I think the first thing you need to do to go back to the question, you know, to keep it from really affecting you long term, like we said, is to to comfort the grief as it comes in. Mm-hmm. But the second thing you need to do is make sure you are stable and as healed up as you can be from major hurts throughout your entire life, but especially your childhood.
2: Right. That's what I was going to say. Because I was going to say, when we've talked about in the, in the past, where like by the time you're 12, you are who you are. And like up until that point, you've probably had a good bit of hurt in your life. Yeah. Especially in like that age, like junior high, like the beginning of junior high there. It's brutal. But um, but if those hurts aren't addressed when you're, you know, growing up and they're not and they're not and they're not, especially anybody
1: near our age.
2: Right. You become who you are and then you can be hurt in one way more than maybe another way that somebody else wouldn't be
1: right. No matter what, you don't get out of childhood unscathed.
2: Right. And what can kind of happen is that if there's something that happens to you now, it will kind of maybe make your head hot or make your blood boil a little bit more because of the same
1: hurt that hurt you back in the day that wasn't healed. Does the that make sense? F- the phrase I like to use is if If you have a, again, any hurt is an emotional need not met or taken from you. So if you have a high emotional need based on hurts from childhood, and then you get hurt in that as an adult, what I say is it hurts twice. Yeah. Because it hurts now because, well, nobody wants to be disrespected. Right. But if you were treated like crap your whole life by your whole family and there was no respect in your household, well, then it hurts now because you don't like to be disrespected or not respected but it reminds you of all the hurts from childhood. So the best thing you can do to have it not really tap into something more. One is comfort it now, but go back to the major hurts from childhood, have somebody that can just join you in the emotion that you had at that point in time so that you remember, you know, if you tell the story of how you were disrespected as a child growing up, but then your significant other listens to that story and comforts you and joins that five-year-old you mm-hmm. in your five-year-old emotions you will remember that rather than just how alone you felt in that hurt as a five-year-old or whatever year old and now it won't hurt as much you know when billy gets reamed by his boss yeah. for not understanding it's still gonna what hurt supposed to do it'll still hurt but yeah. it won't hit that core right that the caller And by caller, I mean person at the table was asking about.
2: And I think that's like the key to all of this that people don't get. It is. Is the support. Is comforting that five-year-old you. Right. Like Mm -hmm. people don't, Well, that can't impact me now. Hey, we all have stories. Yeah, we all have grown up in tough times and I dealt with, you know, things. It doesn't affect me now. My parents did the best they could. Right, right. My parents did the best they could. Regardless, there were still hurts that, that were caused by my parents. You right. know, I've talked about it before on the show where my dad worked out of town my whole life. That's an enormous hurt in my life. Did they do the best that they could? Absolutely. Were they great parents? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it was still a hurt. I'm not blaming them. It's not anything like that. But it's something that impacted me then and it impacts me now.
1: And I can only hope that you, you know, like I feel like I want to put my arm around. Five-year-old Eric, as he looks out the window while his dad's backing out. Exactly. You know, and I went watching like, him
2: go for the week, and just have He's my gone. hand
1: on your shoulder, saying it's okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm right. sorry. Yeah, and I'm sorry. That's what it's all about. And there's um, there's a lot of people
0: out there that don't have the person that's able to comfort them because that's that's the other side. And we've talked about this before. That's the other side of it. You know? Yeah. Most you, most don't. Most don't. And yeah. that's you they know, should that, listen to this podcast. They should, yeah. And, <laughs> and 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 and. and Use us, you know. If you want, if again, if you if you don't have somebody that you can go to in your life like that, that's that's why we're here. You yeah,
2: know? and yeah. we we talk about being open, honest, and vulnerable. That's about as vulnerable as it gets. Is you talking about you when you were a little kid and how like something was you know pretty traumatic or, or hurtful mm-hmm. when you were a kid? Like it's that's pretty deep.
1: I want to add two quick things. Uh, two or three podcasts ago, we talked about really what are emotional needs and what are they? We went over them one by one. And that's another key to this is you really do have to know you. You know, if, if something feels bad, yeah. why does it feel bad? Because if you, you know, the key to comfort is joining somebody in their emotions. Well, if you can't define your own emotions, if you just think, Oh, that hurts. Ugh, I'm mad. Okay. But well, why? Mm-hmm. What, what did you have not met? Or or what emotional need was taken from you. So I encourage Mm -hmm. you to go back so you understand you better. So that the people around you that might try to comfort you. Will know how to a little bit better. Because it's hard to comfort someone that doesn't even know what they're feeling. Yeah. So that's point number one. Point number two is this. I have a challenge. You know, we've got as many people uh, on Facebook really as we ever do right now. Yeah, it's popping. It's popping. It's crazy. Um, But we do know a lot of people listen not live. I would... I would implore someone to this very week, share with us a memory from either childhood or even recently, give us the opportunity to join you and to comfort you. And then I want you to report back and go, "Eh, it was weird. Or, hey, that was really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really breakthrough. Does it work? Because we've had some people do it and we've heard back, but I would love to give it another try. Because we say it all the time and nobody ever takes us up on it.
2: Right? And a, a reminder, you can go to the website, lunchtimeinrome.com, and you can send us a message anonymously. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have to share who
1: you are, but we can definitely. There's only a few people that we yeah. always name by name. <laughs> and right. one of those people, their New Year's resolution was to never be mentioned in our podcast. <laughs> and we are about five episodes in and have not yet mentioned her. It's a record for us, and we will not.
2: Um, so yeah, com. Check us out there to send in a message and let us know if you and do let us know if you want us to keep it anonymous. Or mm-hmm. I think default will keep it anonymous, but if you don't mind us sharing, we can yeah, certainly share that. Unless too. you like say,
1: say my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last week we talked about where hurts go, yeah. And a hurt, once again, is an emotional need not met or taken from you. And we talked about from hurt, it goes to anger from anger goes to fear fear goes to guilt guilt to condemnation i always hear you yoda in my head when you're saying that fear goes to fear Fear leads to anger (laughs) anger leads to hate (laughs) hate leads to the dark side is that the adult yoda or baby yoda that's
0: adult baby yoda can't speak
1: what about baby shark Uh, that's a different awful thing (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I don't even work here I'm fired. That's what makes this so hard Sorry Name so, it What was it from? Oh What? Not right. an office space I missed no. it No <laughs> Because you're fired I don't even work here That's what makes it so hard mm. Kramer no. Oh that's right <laughs> You've had no formal business So anyways Anger so Leads to fear we, So that's the general places Of where hurt goes But then the reality is It resides And it manifests itself In a way that You end up saying Man why am I the way I am or more often than not, somebody's in your life and you're like, why are you the way you are? Mm-hmm. So if you imagine a cup, we have all of our emotions in the cup and the hurt, <laughs> the hurt builds <laughs> to anger, fear, guilt, condemnation, and then things spill out of the top. Even just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about why New Year's resolutions don't work. And the New Year's resolutions are basically the things that come out of the top of your cup. And so we want to take a look tonight briefly at some of the things that are a result of of hurts that have not been addressed. Yes. Or comforted. Right. And so the first is things like physical disorders. Those are digestive problems, frequent headaches, stomach aches. So that's when all your pain ends up going internally and there's nothing you can do about it because it's not even inherently a medical issue. It's a, it's a, it's a stress. It's a hurt issue.
2: Yeah.
0: Stress causes physical harm Don't underestimate physical stress. Like when you
1: when your body's li- literally stressed, it does crazy things. Well, and it's real. I mean, that's you know the way they said that's what happens to an immune system that goes rogue, like mine did. Mm-hmm. Like oh, when did that happen? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So you when deal we with were... your
0: stress by making your thyroid explode? Apparently, I do. Yeah. Apparently, I did. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, it's it was the immune system yeah. that went crazy. But, phys- physical... but not according
0: to a dermatologist, that's just a fluke. But. The emotion in your cup is being expressed by physical disorders. Things can be. It's, It can be physical disorders. Right. Second one. Sleep difficulties, going to sleep, staying asleep, sleeping too much. So when, when your emotions in your cup are not balanced, when they're not healthy. Don't say balanced. It, when they're not healthy, when they're not healed. healed. When, when your
1: hurts are not healed, you have too much either anger, fear, guilt, self-condemnation. And oh, that, that can that manifest
0: up. into sleeping. You're not sleeping well. You're sleeping too much. Right. And,
1: and it's, and a it's very so funny thing. is how many people heard this and went sleeping too much. Oh, man. That'd be great. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> yeah, As it is. <laughs> Mr. Second sleep over there. I can sometimes. And I, I tell you what, I don't care. <laughs> and Dude, Joe and I have really own it. Wait, we have to get brief aside. <laughs> Joe works at 8 a.m. every Saturday morning, which is just terrible. But I pick him up at 10 o'clock when he's done. And he's like, Dad, I had second sleep. And so we've defi- defined second sleep as when you go back to bed before you would have woken up any other reason. So, like, I go back to bed at 7.15, or excuse me, second sleep, 7.20. Mm-hmm. No day of the week would I ever be awake at 7.20 other than to pee. Uh-huh. So that's why it's second sleep and not a nap. Sunday mornings? Saturday mornings. Well, yeah, but that's Sunday mornings. Uh, that's, your, that's your day I, on. I don't get second sleep right. on Sunday mornings. Occasionally in between services, but that's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, everybody's like, where's Jay? <laughs> but so, the point of the story is, um, Joe loves second sleep at 10 o'clock uh, hey, on Saturday mornings. That's what's great about America. God bless them. But so, most people don't get that, and it's sort of your way of your body just shutting down mm-hmm. or being overactive mm-hmm. when you lay awake at night. I talked to some people at church who struggle with insomnia, And they had a thing where it's a tapping mechanism where you literally just tap on your arm with Mm -hmm. your obviously your other hand and it helps you distract yourself. Mm. You know, and again, that's and what's it's a brilliant example of it's a coping mechanism to help you get through that night Mm -hmm. when the reality is, boy, there's some hurts you got to get rid of. Yeah, I just go get
0: colonoscopies and they put me under and I'm I'm good to go. (laughs) That puts you right to sleep.
1: Yep. Whatever that
0: little thing was in my arm. Number three. Did we do emotionally nub? Because I'm not... Oh. Uh, yep. Third one down.
2: Oh. Sorry.
0: <clears throat> Third one down. I'm
2: lost. Sorry, guys. Physical disorder,
0: sleep difficulties, oh, sleep the difficult. next one in the list. There.
2: Loss of function or desire.
0: And then you read the rest.
2: Cro- I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. I was trying to answer a question. Good. No, I'm glad you need All to right. do that. Um, See, if
1: Chris was here being our producer. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Wow, um, let's, let's
0: we're, we're getting a little. Let's keep this focused. Here. So,
2: the third one on the list is loss of function or desire,
0: chronic fatigue, burnout, exhaustion, difficulty concentrating, and that's really a manifestation of the second one. And you well. can have all of these or some of these. There, it's not like, hey,
1: I just have this one. And no, that's you'll how find it comes out. You mean out of all this list? Yeah, you can oh, ha- you probably like you have, can have. You can probably have one, but you can have more. Yeah. But I mean, if you have one, it's still a result of that. Mm -hmm. The next one is loss of desire in an inhibited sexual desire, diminished appetite, lack of motivation.
0: So you just kind of go inward and don't want
1: anything. Correct.
0: Yeah. Not. Never mind. Brian, obsessive compulsive patterns, overthinking, What? racing or pervasive (laughs) thoughts, overdoing ritualistic
1: behavior, perfectionism and what i think is interesting about this is people think oh you mean like that crazy people that are on you know hgtv that have to unlock you know they have to tap the door 16 times before they move on like no 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 no. it's did you check the locks did you make sure the toaster was off did you you know it manifests itself in very subtle ways not just overt manic. not not to discount that but you know when you say overthinking racing or pervasive thoughts you know, that's also what can keep you awake awake at, at night. night. Mm-hmm. Dependencies, which also gives you stress. Yes, dependencies that numb emotions. Now, this is what most people think of. Oh, I've been hurt so much, so now I have an alcohol or a drug, gambling, pornography, eating, shopping, you know, et cetera disorder. That's the one I think most people think. Oh, that's I'm gonna what go people, drown my sorrows in a bottle. Right, it, it's that's almost the cliche, but it's also very true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it. You know, like you say very often, I eat my paint. you know, or I, yeah. you know, that's eat your my, feelings, yeah. my feelings. Yeah. I eat my feelings. And again, it breaks my heart that like, I know historically you've made that joke and it's like, oh, it's like, well, that's what yeah. I do. He's dying inside. Yeah. That's I just mean. <laughs> you know, but that goes back to the, the jolly fat person's a lot of laugh at that's it. That's me. Um, but it's, that's why, and it's simple. I love to use this as an example. Because somebody that goes to prison and a good prison where there are no drugs. And again, anybody who's ever been to prison is kind of like, Jay, you're such an idiot. Drugs are everywhere in prison, but whatever. The point of the story is they're clean. Or excuse me. Yeah, they're clean. They don't have any drugs in their system, but they're not sober. Right. Because what happens as soon as they get out of prison, they go get high. Right. So, you know, they didn't get rid of the hurt that caused what's coming out of the top of their cup. Eric, you want to do? The yeah, because one? this one's this one's very important. As the other ones that just don't matter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the next one is escapes into activity that distracts from pain: television, slash computers, hobbies, recreation, work, ministry, church activities, escaping what? into the lives of the children. I'm
1: saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. Yep. I'm saying America. I'm saying kids. Yeah. I'm saying this one. Video games. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and I would also put into here, you know, it says hobbies, recreation work with all due respect to, uh, you know, the Great Commandment Network and Center for Relational Care who put this together. I would add grades. I would add accomplishments. You know, I've seen way too many kids when I would do Young Life in well-to-do school districts. wow who mm. I know somebody exactly like that 4.2 grade point average yeah. four letter winner person who is just chasing after the approval of their parents and they're never going to get it yeah mm-hmm. and they're raging out you know and it's just it's people that are like yeah these other people here that have these uh sleeping problems and the drug problems yeah they're terrible how many hours a week you work 75 yeah well, and right. let me, talk to your let kids me ask at all? you about that yeah. though yeah. like
0: do you think do you think that that is because to me that's just the culture that's the air we breathe you know which just that like we live in a culture that's hyper competitive that's that's you got to go out and do this and 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 just so do you think that that's i mean i think it's probably both but do you think it's a you're you're you know reflecting your culture but it's also a way to to
1: cope with what's you know in your cup two separate issues and i almost want to drop an okay boomer on you (laughs) because i don't know that our culture is nearly as competitive as it needs to be Think about our world today. Everything's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's whatever. Somebody else should take care of All right, you. but so there
0: are some corners where it's hyper-competitive. Right. And, and you got to keep up. With, like the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing.
1: Yeah, the Joneses would... Well, the Joneses I would were put in Mayberry, that, bro.
2: I would put that into like
1: shopping and the keeping up with yeah and some of the social media stuff as well um so i think it's two separate issues okay because i think that person that wants to be super competitive and bury the joneses Mm -hmm. yeah they're kind of chasing something Mm -hmm. you know and they're acting
0: out of it and so maybe maybe our culture is a reflection of this particular kind of hurt it's it's almost like a um you know that that that's kind of
1: where like if if all of it's these It's almost things... a clap back yeah, to right. the hyper competitiveness right. of the 80s and 90s. Right. And so now it's a Like
0: the, the the hurts back in the 80s and 90s manifested in this way
1: and now we're just that's our culture that's the air we breathe. So it's kind of like a you know a revolving Having never gotten high one day in my life I feel like this is a high conversation. Like if our society dude, if dude, our society dude. had a hurt.
0: Um <laughs> next one. Well Oops. Can I and can I like, please do I, I was just talking to somebody this morning and they're kind of they've they've been going through kind of a very they've been going through a lot and they've been able to get away from some of that in a different location. And they they were telling me today, like, I didn't even go to bed with the TV on last night, you know, and for me, that's like foreign. I I never go to the bed with the TV on. I
1: don't watch a lot of t- TV, go to bed with the TV on go to bed bef- while watching TV before bed. Like he leaves he goes to bed with it on. I guess. Or she.
0: Like in a, this, like in their room. Like as a background yes, noise. This person yeah. was just like I wow. you know I didn't even have the TV on. So whatever. I mean whether they go to sleep with it or not there are people that like they can't go to sleep without right. the TV and that's so foreign to me. sure But like you know is is that just a habit again or is that a manifestation of I don't want to be alone with my thoughts so I got to have something uh, yeah. you know Could what I mean? Be. Anyways, either or both. Um mood disturbances. Depressed mood, anxiety, panic attacks, excessive worry, chronic irritability, impatience, quick
1: temper, angry outbursts. It's a lot of our world today. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Eating disorders: exa- uh, anorexia, bulimia, compulsive overeating. You know that to a degree is. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's that's another obvious one. That's one that people are like, "Oh yeah, that's what those people do." You know, that we almost judge people. Like, I think the the overworker looks at the anorexic daughter. And blamed her. And it's like, bro, if you'd have spent more time, she would mm. not necessarily be so anorexic not to be. Yeah.
2: Yep. yep. Um, loss of positive or all feelings, limited experiencing experiencing of joy, hope, love,
1: total numb, or flat effect. I think one of the, the greatest de- d- descriptions of that is used to be one of the stages of grief, which is the mannequin phase. When you look at your life and you're like, wow, that should really, that sucks for that person. And you're like, oh, that's me. I should be sadder than I am. Oh, well. Mm. And you just go numb. Or happier. Or I should be, that should make me happy. That should be extremely sad. That should make me do something. Right. So let me cut myself to see if I feel. And then there's that. Mm. Um, And it's funny because I've shared this with people and I'm like, you know, do you ever feel, and they're like, numb? Oh, my gosh. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, my cup? Chock full. Totally get it. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Um, Controlling behaviors. And to me, that also goes back, you know, to that obsessive stuff. And they, again, a lot of these marry each other or go with each other. Controlling through aggression, criticism, dominance, put downs, or intimidation. You know, and that is to mask the hurt that you have. You know, and again, this is a big one from growing up. You know, you learned this early on. Well, if everybody's laughing, you know, if, if everybody's laughing at somebody else, they are not going to laugh at me.
2: Yeah. And I can see, like, I know you, you just said, like, some of these are married to other ones, but like. Especially, like, I feel like this one, if you have controlling behavior and you're hurt and you're not getting comforted, then the next result, I feel like, would be a mood disturbance of being, like, angry and, like, a quick temper. Like, yeah, so it's like a chain reaction of of, uh, how your expressions can can come out. I think it's important to look at the
1: difference. Bless you.
2: Between controlling behaviors and manipulative behaviors. Here we
1: go. Why don't you slide right on into that?
2: All right, manipulative behaviors, passive-aggressive sarcasm, cynicism, procrastination, withdrawal,
1: guilt trips. So what's the difference between the two? Um, between controlling behaviors and manipulative behaviors?
0: Well, controlling is definitely more what well, even says a dominant. and it, It's going out after somebody where the other one is more, to me, it's more of an internal. I mean, you can still be cynical. You can be sarcastic. But to me, the, the, the controlling is more of an aggressive type of thing. The, the other one's more of a passive type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's and I like what you
0: said. The one is going out, yeah. and the other is is drawing. Like you're going after somebody because you're hurt. The other one is I'm going to withdraw. Yeah, and manipulating is drawing you in. in. Yeah, right. drawing you right. in
1: in the way I want you to to, mm. to be yeah. a part of
0: this. That would go to like martyr. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> Last one would be loss of self-esteem, chronic sense of worthlessness, insignificance, or importance, feeling guilty, relaxing, feeling guilty, relaxing. Yeah, feeling guilty that you relax. Yeah, that you're. Yeah. yeah. Wow,
1: I know somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, um, and to that end, mm-hmm. now, that's a loss mm-hmm.
0: of self-esteem. Feeling guilty that you're relaxing. Sure, because you're huh. you're not
1: worth relaxing.
0: Yeah, but if you what hired... if you're just like a doer? What if you're just like somebody that likes? But to... that's the result. Like that is why if you're just a doer. But you're yeah, wired you're, that way because you're
1: chasing that. You're wired that, that way and that because goes back you're hurt. To... Like
0: that's how it's coming out. But you can be a healthy producer. You can be somebody that's healthy and and produce and and yeah. But want then you don't do feel things. bad if you rest, right? It, okay, right. Yeah, that's because like like for me, I so I don't feel bad if I rest. There's times where I'm like, you rarely feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm I might just be self condemnation. Psychopath guilt is not
2: It's <laughs> not your cup stops halfway. Yeah. But if like let's say you oh, know
1: anger, sure. Oh,
2: absolutely. Fear, none. Well, I think. I'll use Amy as, a, as an example. Like if we're sitting down and it's just like, let's just have a nice relaxing evening off. Evening. Well, the there's dishes in the kitchen sink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get to them. Like, let's just, oh, that know. bothers me, but sure. I know. I hear but, what you're right. But that's, that's what it like. Dishes. She can't relax. She feels guilty. We need to have that cleaned right. up or, you know, whatever yeah. that kind of thing.
1: And she's worth relaxing. She deserves Oh
2: that. my gosh. If there's anybody,
1: it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also, Brian, that goes to the other one, which is the, Escapes into work. Mm-hmm. You know, are you chasing that? I'm never going to rest because I'm working, I'm working because I have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you somebody who does not lack for self esteem, and that is somebody who can't do better. I know we're doing do betters and can't do betters, but I'm starting with a can't do better. You wow. got to do unprecedented that. because Good. it's it's <laughs> because it's a great segue too. It is, uh, and so Alan. Camo Nochi. Right. What a great name. That is a great he name. is a kid who is on my volleyball team, but before that, he was a kid and still is on the basketball team. Last night, Penn Hill's Lady Indians basketball team were playing the Laurel Highlands. Ironically enough, the boys are the Mustangs. The girls, Phillies. Hmm. Huh. That's sexist. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of world do we live in? Well, Laurel Highlands is out there. Yeah, they're, they're, little, they're,
0: they're primitive still. But
1: they're not a very good team. They have not won a game this year, Laurel Highlands. They average, I think, 12 points a game. Most Many games, they've scored six or less. Our team is okay. They're not great. And we're killing them. And there's, it's a makeup game. We have a gym that holds, I think it's something like 3,800 people. I think it holds. Okay, And there might have been 40 mm-hmm. in the gym, including the teams. So there's some room. And some crickets and in, so the, in the Alan, long corner. And so Alan is there with his brother, George, and uh, Jesse, another friend of his. And they are cheering so loudly for Penn Hills. It, I mean, the gym is dead. I mean, I almost, I do the announcing and, yeah. the, and the DJing. I almost didn't use my mic. I was just going to just tell people wow. what was going on. Yeah. It was that quiet. Wow. So everybody. <laughs> hey. Number three scored. Yep. Yep. And the golf announcer voice. Not right. Even like Sorry. my number And three I've scored. done that sometimes. I've actually said, like, I've. I pull off the mic just a little bit like this. And I go, am I bothering everybody? Is it is it too loud? Am I? Because I'm like the only one talking in the right. entire gymnasium. But last night, it's I wasn't event. the only one because Alan was cheering so loudly. And he's just, he has no conscience whatsoever. And finally, Steph Strauss is the athletic director. She was sitting next to me. I said, maybe go tell him to cheer for us, not against the other team. You know, because these poor girls they are trying. Was it and very like, obvious? he Oh, was... sure. And like he's screaming. And at one point he's like, airball, uh, airball. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? Good. I'm going to tell him to stop with the airball. So she goes over and I see her talking to them. Next thing you know, Alan puts on his red Penn Hills warm up because Laurel Highlands was wearing red last night. And he crosses to the other side of the gym to the empty <laughs> visitor's Side this is awesome, and begins to loudly cheer for Laurel Highlands against
0: Penn Hills. The, w- the one lone Laurel Highlands, you know, turncoat from Penn Hills. Right. And now he's cheering for them. He, I love it, and
1: he's yelling at the Laurel Highlands players. They can't guard you. They can't guard you. <laughs> and like the ref called a foul on Laurel Highlands, and he's like, "There's no foul. Show me the foul. There's no foul." And it was just, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. Like I could see the girls just looking around a little bit, like, "Who is this?" Did kid? it inspire them to do cheering? better? No, they're terrible. But uh, <laughs> so great, at least for that that half of the game, Alan could not do better. That's, that's he, good sportsmanship. When you look at what a high school kid that just has joy, mm-hmm. that kid has joy. It's awesome. Um, so that he can't do better. And I appreciate the fact that he maybe helped them from feeling alone. He maybe gave them a sense of belonging and a sense of comfort, or at least added to their need for security. Boom sauce. That's great. Boom, shakalaka Boom. Emotional needs. But some people can very much do better. Yeah. Do better.
2: And some people stick things down their pants. <laughs> What's down your pants? pants? So if you were uh, listening earlier, you uh, could have played along and uh, guessed what somebody put down their pants. Um, this, Not a nugget. This week. Not a nugget. It's a flute. <laughs> some kind of flute. It's uh, a, th- uh, a musical flute. Uh, thief tries to steal a flute by sticking it down the back of his pants. Down the crack of his uh-huh. And, uh huh, and a would-be shoplifter. This is uh, I don't know about lifting. Sorry, well, this is Dateline, J- Janesville, Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin, uh, don't I you think, know? Don't you the know? First time. Yeah, you can put some cheese curds up in it. There you yeah. go. Um, a Nuggets. would-be shop, a would-be shoplifter used a rather strange tactic in an attempt to make off with some merchandise, and it was all caught on camera. Surveillance video at Voight Music Center in downtown Janesville caught the cheeky, uh-huh, not John thief. In the act, in the Cheeky. video, right? <laughs> see what she did. In the video, you can see the man. See the man has a massive flute down at the front, <laughs> see, out of-, of his pants and running up his the back. Front. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't the flute he's trying. To do. Out of sorry, massive flute down out of his pants. There we go, and running <laughs> up his back. Sorry, not the front. Uh, that's a big flute. That was the shocking quote unquote. That was the shocking part. I couldn't help but laugh about it, said owner Tony Farrell. Farrell says on Friday, the man milled around the store for a bit before zeroing in on the flute. He took it right off the sh- the wall and walked right over here with it in his hand, said Farrell. He went right behind where a camera is and put it down the back of his pants. It was just so ridiculous. I just would not expect someone to do be so stupid that they would hide something right in front of a security camera. Farrell's mother, who also works at the store, confronted the would-be thief before he could walk out the door. She asked him what he had in his pants. She said, why the limp? <laughs> oh, this is the best, <laughs> the best part. Oh, I got a flute, and that's where I keep my flutes.
1: <laughs> my man. <laughs> How do you argue with that? That's a can't do better. That's yeah. like, I
2: mean, like, uh, my flute. <laughs> it's my, oh, that's where I keep I them. got a flute. That's, that's where I keep my flutes. <laughs> Farrell recalled the man telling his mom, and so she pulled it out of his pants, and she said- Wow, that's context. You keep our flute with our tag on it in the back of your (laughs) pants? This is great. (laughs) The man made small talk and calmly walked out the front door. He got away empty-handed, but Farrell now had the soiled glute flute on his hands. Glute flute, that's funny. Because of the (laughs) gluteus maximus. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to do with the flute.
1: I didn't feel good. That's ab- all I've been thinking about this entire time you're reading is,
2: <laughs> what do you do with it afterwards? I didn't feel good about anyone ever having to touch it again. I couldn't in good conscience let anyone ever put their lips to that instrument at <laughs> any time, you know? That's wow. when Farrell got a bright idea. Hey, what the heck? Let's make something good out of it. The conversation piece, he said. He turned the instrument into a beautiful lamp. It's kind of a reminder to people that maybe you should think twice before you steal from a small business, said Pharaoh. We've had lots of dumb criminal criminals before that have gotten caught doing stupid things before this is the best, Pharaoh said with a laugh. Pharaoh says the flute was worth $500, but he's not mm. planning on selling the lamp. Man, that is a that is a do better can't, can't do, do better. better.
1: That is a do better can't do better. It's Except great. they let
2: the guy go. He just yeah, he just left. They let him go.
1: I mean, there's a picture
2: of him there is he's right there doesn't say anything about like police follow up or anything like that it's my
0: flute <laughs> it's, where my it's, where, it's where i keep my flutes where i keep my flutes you mean the ones with our tag on <laughs> that's great <laughs> i want to meet the ferals by the way the ferals like, are good people they seem like i like the ferals that's what happens in wisconsin that's how you solve things <laughs> but i mean like you you make, make, lamps. You make you make lamps. <laughs>
2: you you got to you got the world
0: uh, gives you flute thieves you make you, you make, make lamps. A lamp. lamps. that's what you do so that's, why that's why it's a cliche
1: I think that's the state motto of w- of Wisconsin. Make lamps out of flutes. Yep. It's bum. a way to go. Excuse me. Make lamps out of bum flutes. <laughs> Glute flutes. Glute flutes. <laughs> well, right. that, that's, you know what? I apologize for a lot of uh, the people that listen. That was probably inappropriate. So let's clean this up. Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, don't rely on me to do that. Mm. <laughs> I really didn't
0: read the story until just now. Ah but I, now we're committed. We're well, too foreign. Chinese customs officer seized over 12 tons. 12 of, tons? 12 tons. 24,000. 24, pounds. Tons of illegally trafficked beaver genitals huh. in the country's...
1: <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? <redent? laughs>
0: ...in the country's biggest ever smuggling case involving animal parts. <laughs> uh, a total of 94 bags holding <laughs> thousands of penises. Each were on board. Seized so on board
1: hard, hard with the P there.
0: Penises. I'm reading it like a. You're a making new, it so much better. A news announcer. we're each seized on board a Canadian tr- ship transporting mostly wood products and minerals, <laughs> according to <laughs> approximately four hundred thousand to six hundred thousand beavers must have been killed. To and this is sad. To produce, well, we don't know that they were killed. Mm, I'm pretty sure they're dead. <laughs> they want to be dead at this point have been killed to produce the 12.7 tons of penises. According to state media, beaver penises are used in traditional Chinese medicine to cure the uh, um, coronavirus? ED. There There you go. go. Ah, And increase sexual vigor. So basically, they take... Is that a
1: problem in China?
0: I've never been there. I mean, like...
1: They got a lot of people.
0: That's a lot. They they do have a lot of people. (laughs) But Canada
2: has a lot of beavers. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess it's one of their biggest exports. I never knew this. Were they on ice? Ah, uh,
0: <laughs> man. There's so many, Does it mention the smell?
2: <laughs> There's so many questions.
0: Um, I'm Is this looking, biblical? Several species all over the planet face extinction, guys, because poachers overhunt them to satisfy the Chinese market, including rhinos, pangolins, and Siberian tigers. So, China, gotta, do freaking better. I don't quit, know why you got to judge us. Quit <laughs> needing all your
1: animal things. <laughs> <laughs> come on china notice it said illegally marketed like so there's a legal market for beaver dong i guess so <laughs> i never knew who knew i once saw a beaver in canada while you're fishing was, yeah yeah very scary they clap really? the water with their tail yeah they so just it's perfectly quiet and everything's fine i should have they sneak up behind one. you and they come Whack. out all pissed like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well no wonder yeah, well <laughs> they're running away me. From,
2: they're running away from the Chinese. Man, is that how we're ending the show? Sadly it is. Oh my gosh. Usually we end on a high <laughs> note. That was not a high note, but hey, just remember about the pharaohs from Wisconsin turning a bad thing into a good thing. And that's how we'll leave you this week. Flute flute.
1: Riot.
0: <laughs> that is our show. If you're still such, here Such as it is. If you're still here, we <laughs> applaud you and you might be as perverted as we are. So we, we thank you for joining us around the table. Um, this has been episode 61. Why are you the way that you are? Um, we will have resources out on the website. Um, we're going to try to put the, uh, the the cup thing out there um, so that you can see kind of what goes in your cup and how that manifests. Um, but we encourage you to come back next week and every week. Um, find us again at lunchtimeinrome.com. Um, and and please remember Jay's um, offer or challenge, whatever it is, to uh, send us, you know, how it how what, what was the thing that you said, Jay, about how to what share, happened in share your childhood, a, a
1: childhood or even a recent, give us an opportunity to comfort you, yeah, and to talk about what whatever's going on. It could be even to something silly, um, or even celebrate with you, and let us know. Does it you know how does it feel when we talk about it on air? Can we attach some comfort mm-hmm. to your grief, even though you're not literally sitting at the table? Yes. So with that. We will sign off. See you next week. Bye. Swain's sweatpants. pants. I'm never. <laughs> <laughs> Vaginical. Look, look, <laughs> look.